by my brother M. He's gonna, we're going to start our service with a testimony. Every Sunday service, we start with a testimony to encourage the body of Christ. Give it up for brother M. Uh, good morning, brothers and sisters. I'm M. Uh, Limpot, I'm one of the 201 students here at MPI. I just wanted to say my testimony that uh, we encountered a lot of problems last year. We uh, encountered a lot of problems in my business and I lost my job. But God is really good. And just uh, two months ago, I have uh, experienced a big accident. Uh, our car was um, drugged with a semi-truck trailer. But God saved my life. And He's really good. And I believe that uh, He can really move mountains of problems if you have faith and believe in Him. And yeah, uh, I have a scripture. It's uh, Matthew 21, um, 21 to 22. And Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can see this mountain. Go, throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, if you, will if you, believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Amen. Well, let's pray. Uh, Today, uh, Jesus, today we celebrate, we celebrate for your goodness. Uh, we celebrate for your big, uh, victory to the cross, oh God. Lord, Lord, just prepare our hearts to be focused to you. Just touch our hearts, oh God. And fill us with the Holy Spirit, oh God, so that we will not come out with this church, oh God, empty, but full of joy and full of spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. So many wonderful faces in here. Why don't you take a moment and look to your neighbor and say, it's so good to see you Easter morning. Could you give them a good old God bless you? It's Easter Sunday and come on, I want everybody to sing out. It doesn't matter if you can sing well. It doesn't matter if you never took singing classes. It doesn't matter if you're shy. Help me sing it out. The greatest day. The greatest day in history. With death is beaten and you have rescued me. Sing it out. Jesus is alive. The empty cross, the empty grave. Life eternal, you have won the day. Shout it out, Jesus is alive. We'll sing it. Well, he's alive. And oh, happy day, happy day. You wash my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day. I'll never be the same. Come on, when I stand. When I stand in that place, free at last, meeting face to face. I'm yours, Jesus, you are mine. Come on, sing endless joy. Endless joy and perfect peace. Where earthly pain finally will cease. Celebrate, Jesus is alive. We'll show he's alive. Well, he's alive. 
They're no longer the same because of Jesus. Come on. Give them some praise. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Today is not a day about uh, chocolate-covered bunnies or anything of the sort or peeps or the wonderful meal that you share with family and friends after service, but it's about Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's do our due diligence, church, and give them the praise in this time. Let nothing hold you back. Come on, look to your neighbor and say, let nothing hold you back. Because nothing held Jesus back. Come on. Not even death. Hallelujah. Come on, anybody in this place can testify that he's risen. Amen. Your love has 
Church, sing it out. Breaking chains that were holding me. You said, you sent your son down to set me free. Everything in this world will fade. I'm pressing on till I see your face. I will live that your will be done. Now we'll stop till you Because you are, because you are, you are, you are my freedom. Live to higher, live to higher. Your love, your love, your love never ends. Come on, lift your voice. You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free. You are alive in us. Nothing. Can't take your place. You are all we need. Your love has lift up your shout of praise. Whoa, whoa. Because you are, you are, you are. My freedom. Come on, church. Never ending. Oh, 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 you are. You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all. Us free. One more time. You are alive in You up, Jesus, in this place. Oh, there's no one like Jesus. He breaks the chains of sin. Come on. He breaks the chains of death. Come on. Hey. I'm alive. Yes, I'm alive because you're alive in me. we remember the cross most importantly Lord we remember that you are alive you're risen it's the testimony the disciples had when they went back to check to see if their precious Jesus was still dead if all their hopes if everything that they've heard for the past three years was really true all the miracles that they've seen and they saw Jesus die on the cross and you can only imagine what it was like going to the tomb that day, and it's kind of sad and depressing because you've seen firsthand that Jesus died in front of you, the promised one, the Messiah. 
You spent the last three years by his side. You left everything, family, your career, your aspirations of future. I can imagine what it's like as they're going there and in the tomb is, is open. The stone has been rolled away. They're afraid, like, oh, my gosh, they've stolen his body. Who can do that? Who can desecrate a grave like that? Are you serious? And they're probably filled with anger and hurt. And they go in and they see he's not there. They're confused. They don't know what's going on. Only to later find out that Jesus comes to them. And he says, look. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. Come touch. You know, church, we have that opportunity to come to Jesus and to grab his hand. And we do that by faith. Come on, all eyes closed in this place. We don't want to get lost in the hype and the music, but by faith right now, would you just take a step of faith and place your life, everything you own, everything about you, your personalities, your shortcomings, your successes, your children, your family, your future, would you just surrender it to Jesus by faith? By faith in this place, we believe that you die for us. That when you died on the cross, God, you were thinking of Adam Yemes. Come on, you can put your name there. You were thinking of me. We thank you, Lord. my heart of 
Jesus paid it all to Him. I see our sin. Sin had left a crimson stain. He was there white as church Jesus died my soul to save my lips come on let's sing that again and when and when before the Jesus died my soul to save my lips shall still oh Jesus paid Jesus paid it all all to him my sin had left a crimson stain he Jesus paid, Jesus paid it all, all to Him my sin had left a crimson stain, and He washed it white Oh, praise the one who and he raised his life up from the dead oh praise the one who paid my debt and he raised his life up from the dead oh praise the one who paid my debt and he raised his life up from the dead oh Oh, praise the one who paid my debt and 
We're a church that believes in the gifts of the Spirit. That when Jesus died and rose again, He gave us the promised Holy Spirit so that we can have power. Come on. The power of the cross, the power of new life. Come on, the Holy Spirit comes and brings that in this place. So if you need new life in this place, come on, I just ask that you place your hand over your heart. For those who are filled with the Spirit, just come on and start speaking in tongues. New life in this place, new life in this place. That's what you came for, Jesus. Come on, not a church production, not a church show. So God, you came to change sinners' hearts. Come on. You came to change sinners' hearts, God. You came to break the chains of sin. God, the shame, the things we're afraid of, the things we're ashamed of, God. You break it off of our life. Come on. The power of sin and death is broken over our life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're just going to make some time for the Holy Spirit. Come, if you feel led of the Lord to share a word with the body here this morning, if you feel that God is putting something on your heart to share with the church this morning, come, we're just going to give you some time and some room for the Holy Spirit to, to press it upon your heart, to bless the church. Thank you, Lord, for that word this morning. Come on. That we can live in your celebration, God. We can live in your victory. Come on. Anybody here living in, living in darkness? Anyone in this place living in defeat? Come on, with all eyes closed in this place. No shame. Because Jesus, he scorned the shame. Come on. He took it on the cross. Come on, if that's you in this place and, and you're defeated, maybe you've been to church before and it hasn't worked out like you thought it would. Maybe this whole church experience wasn't as thought it would. I, I suggest you this morning that it isn't a church experience, but it's a Jesus encounter. Have you met 
the one? Have you met the Son of God with his nail-pierced hands and feet? The one whose love covers a multitude of sin. Have you met him? I bid to you this morning that if you've met him, your life will change. That you wouldn't have to worry about church traditions and church wearings or what do you have to do. And it's all about Jesus. By faith, if you accept him, have you met Jesus? We celebrate Easter because he's alive. So church all across this place, you have the opportunity, whether you're saved or not. Maybe this is the first time you want to pray. Jesus, I want to meet you. Come on, would you just begin to lift your voice and let's pray that all, all in one prayer. Jesus, we want to encounter you again and again and again. Oh God, it never gets boring. It never gets tiring, God. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Encounter you, Lord. hold you down. God, this morning we gather together to worship you, Father, to glorify your name. If you have encountered Jesus in this place, let me get an amen. Come on, Jesus, you are glorified in this place, God. And I would like us all together one, sing this song one more time. Let us sing it together as a body of believers in this place that death could not hold him down this morning.
Lord, we love you. We adore you this morning, God, and we ask that you would continue to move on our hearts, Lord. We thank you, God, for, for encountering us today, God. Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Everybody in this room, just give them a shout of praise. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I would like to take the time out right now to dismiss our little ones, all of our King's, King's Kids children. Let's dismiss all the little ones. Let's give them a hand clap as they, as they go to their Sunday school. And I would like to ask that everyone else in this place, you guys can take a seat this morning. My name is Leilani Hernandez. I'm one of the um, pastors here. It is a, it's an honor to be with you this morning. And I just want to take a few minutes right now and want to preach the gospel to you. If you have your Bibles with you, could you please turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And if you don't have your Bibles, the scripture uh, is on the screen this morning. Amen. Verse 20 says, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. <laughs> Woo. See, everyone in this room, apart from God, we fall short. Apart from God, we are all tempted to give in to our temptations, to give in to our sin. But Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross paid the price for every single one of us in this room. See, through Adam, we all died. Through Adam, we all deserve death. But it is through Christ and his resurrection power. It is through Christ and the blood that he shed on the cross that today we have the victory. And if you believe that in this place, let me get an amen. If you in this room do not know Jesus, or you have fallen away and allowed the devil to distract you. I want to take some time this morning and I want to pray. Amen. So if you could all just bow your heads with me and close your eyes. We are going to pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, Father. And Lord, we ask that you would forgive us of our sin, God. That, Lord, you would forgive us of every wicked thing that we've ever done against you, God. I pray right now that, that every person in this, heart, in this room would examine their hearts, Father. And if there is anything wrong or in between you and them, Father, I pray that they would repent this morning and get right with you, Lord. Lord, we love you in this place. And we thank you, God, that you are alive and that you move. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. So if you could all just stand with me, please. We are going to transition into communion this morning. Amen. And I do have a scripture here that I want to share with you. And if we could get the elements to be passed out at this time. Hallelujah. So I want to, I want to bring this scripture to mind for us this morning so that we understand what it is exactly that we are doing when we take communion. Amen. What it is exactly that the blood and the, the, the grape juice here represents and the way for his body. I want to explain that to you today. In 1 Corinthians 11, this scripture reads, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, 
The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So this morning, as you, you take communion, feel free to take it with your family. Feel free to take it with your loved ones, your friends. Okay? And I'm going to pray right now over the elements and, and, and take it as you feel led by God. Amen? So, Lord, we thank you this morning that you died on the cross, Father, that you sacrificed yourself. You gave your body, God, your body that was broken and beat, God, for, for our sin. Your blood, God, that was shed on the cross, God. A price that we should have paid, Father. A price that we should have paid on that cross, Lord. You took it upon yourself, Father. So this morning, God, as we take this, we remember what you did for us. For every person in this room and around the world, God, your sacrifice we remember today, Lord. And we do not take this in vain. But we remember, Lord, the price you paid for us. And the love that took you to that cross, the love that drew you to that cross, the love that held you to that cross, God. As the worship band begins to sing a song, just take some time right now with your family. Hallelujah.
for all unbelievers in Jesus. I believe in the united church of Jesus Christ, built upon apostles and prophets, elders and deacons, in which the gates of hell shall not prevail. I believe in the salvation for all mankind. It is by faith alone, in Christ alone, by God's grace alone, and for the glory of God alone. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take some time and greet one another. Amen.
to Metro Praise. Come on, give it up. Yeah, so good to have you all here with us this morning. I'm not going to ask if you can please make your way back to your seats. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Come on, he is risen. Yes, welcome to all of our first-time visitors. We have so many faces here this morning. If this is your first time here, please raise your hand. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you did not receive a brochure, please keep your hand raised, and one of our ushers would like to bring you one, give you some information about who we are. This morning, we're having an awesome service for the glory of God, Easter service, yes. We're going to have some uh, awesome presentation. People are going to come up here and display their talents for the glory of God, amen? And we're gonna hear a great message. And then after the service, I just wanna give everybody a quick reminder. We're gonna do professional family portraits right after this. So make sure, yes, come on, it's a great gift we wanna give to you on behalf of our church. So gather your family and meet in the foyer after service and we're gonna get you just hooked up, amen? Here at MPI, we have a vision of loving God and loving people. Somebody say, love God love people those are the two greatest commands that jesus gave us and we have a discipleship strategy at mpi which is connect mentor and send we want to make sure that you are connected to jesus christ first and foremost right you have a relationship with him and then you get connected to one of our life groups life groups are a place where disciples share life and if you look on the back of your announcements please take them out take a look at them if you've got them Take a look at your announcements. And we have a complete listing of what we have going on this quarter. We have a life group for adults, for adult Bible study. We have evangelism life group if you're just wanting to go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have a life group for single moms. If you have a heart for that, come on, yes. If you want to help out, we have uh, abortion ministry life group. We want to go out and help out women who are about to make a bad decision with their baby. We have a life group for that. All right, so many good things and for our children happening throughout this entire month, all right? And so here is what's going on this week at MPI. We have something for everybody. We wanna make sure you all get connected, all right? So we can share life with you. So this Wednesday happening at 6.30, we have our Wednesday Kings Kids Life Group. All right, it's Royal Rangers and Impact for our kids, just training them up on how to live for Jesus, doing various activities, getting badges, earning badges for them. And so that's Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Parents, you can drop them off and then you can leave and come back and pick them up at 8 p.m. Or you can stay with them. So that's just really awesome ministry for them and for you as well. And then Friday, adult Bible study at my place. Childcare is provided. We're going through the word of God, answering any questions that you might have, just ministering to you and just having a great time sharing life. And then Saturday evangelism. So this Saturday at 5 p.m., you meet here at the church with Pastor Deanna and you go out into the city of Chicago and you share the gospel. How many of you believe that the city of Chicago needs Jesus. You guys believe that? Amen. And God wants to use us as the body of Christ to bring the word of God forth that uh, people might be saved and changed, right? And, and be transformed by the power of the gospel. So get connected this month. If this is your first time here, come talk to me after the service or any one of the leaders here at the church. They're ready to just pour in and get you connected. Amen. And then after you get connected here at MPI, we do discipleship. All right. We don't do membership at MPI. We do discipleship. Right. And so through that discipleship, you go through this book. 
somebody wants to teach you how to live for Christ on Monday through Saturday. How do you keep living for Jesus on those days? You know, somebody wants to teach you, go through the Bible with you, really mentor you. And so after you graduate this, the one-on-one -on -one discipleship, you go on to the 201, taking place Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. with Pastor Jared, training you up how to be a disciple that makes disciples, amen? Because God wants to use you. Even if this is your first time here, you better believe God has a plan for your life. And God wants to train you up to be a light into this world, to be sent out. Anywhere that you go, God wants to send you out there, amen? And so you are called to be a disciple. So talk to one of us. If you have any questions about anything that I have said, please talk to me after service. And we have a goal of 100,000 disciples here in the city of Chicago. Come on, 50 churches here and 500 all around the world. Amen and amen. Now it's time to prepare to give for our tithes and offerings. If you all can please open up your Bibles with me. To Deuteronomy 12.6, we're going to give God our best. Amen? He gets our best. This morning, we're, our, I'm reading out of the Disciples Giving Book, which is found online, the MPI website. We're on lesson number two. This morning's lesson is called, There Are a Variety of Ways to Give Offerings. There are a variety of ways to give offerings. So we have learned that tithing is 10% of our total income, right? And so offering in this, in this um, section, in this series that we're going through right now, uh, we're learning that offering is a gift that we give to God after our tithes. And so if you're with me in Deuteronomy 12:6, let us read. It says, there, bring your burnt offerings and sacrifices, your tithes and special gifts, which you have vowed to give and your free will offerings and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. Amen. So here we're talking about offerings and, and they're, what they're being commanded to give. And so we understand here in point number one that Ju the Jewish people were to give various kinds of offerings. And so the Jewish people were commanded by God to give certain offerings for specific situations above their tithe. There was the burnt offering, which was for unintentional sins. The grain offering, which was an act of worship and thanksgiving for God's provision. The fellowship offering, which was a form of worship that also included a meal. The sin offering was for the forgiveness and cleansing of sins. And lastly, the guilt offering, which was for the restitution of sins that were committed. All right, so we understand the Jewish people had the law, right? And so they were commanded, these are the kinds of offerings that you give unto the Lord. And so they had uh, specific requirements. So now as a Christian, what does our offering look like? Well, the purpose of the New Testament offering is for worship, thanksgiving, and blessing. In other words, the Christian gives offerings because they're blessed to be a blessing. Amen? Are you guys blessed? Come on. Do you want to be a blessing to somebody? Amen. So what are the various ways to give as Christians? Just like there was a variety of ways to give in the Old Testament, the Christian has a variety of, a variety of ways to give offerings in the New Testament, mainly to their church or other ministries. Concerning their church, Christians can give to missions, building projects, and charities. Offering to other ministries can go to anything from humanitarian aid to evangelistic crusades. Amen. 
So, guys, it's all about that relationship with God, right? And saying, what, God, where are you calling me? What do you want me to give my offering to? And having that relationship. So prayerfully seek God and ask him to lead you in the various offerings you should give after your tithes. What is it going to be, Lord? Missions. Is it going to be the building fund? Or is it something else that you have for me? Amen? So, num- so this is how you apply this. Number one, be a faithful tither. That's first and foremost. Number two, pray and seek God for what offerings to give. And number three, be faithful in giving your offerings to God. Amen. And we are faithful to give. He is faithful to bless us. Amen. So let's confess this together. One, two, three. The offering is a gift to God after the tithe and is given in a variety of ways. God said it should be a generous seed given with a cheerful heart from personal sacrifice. Offerings will always bring thanksgiving to God because they go towards charity and ministry supplies. We give offerings in obedience to God's word, sharing with others our blessings with a gracious heart by imitating Jesus and revealing where our treasure really is. Amen and amen. Please stand to your feet with me this morning. Are you guys excited to give to God's kingdom? Come on, we're going to give him his best. He gave us his best. We're going to give him our best. Amen. And so um, here, once again, tithes, it's 10% of your total income. All right, that goes directly to God. It's no question God said it, and so that settles it, right? And anything that you give after that is your offering. Here at MPI, you can decide whether you're going to give to the missions, uh, missions offerings, and this year at the end of 2014, we are taking a trip to the Philippines, amen? We're going to go pour it all out out there, and we're going to work with pastors. We're going to do evangelistic outreaches. We're going to just preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we're raising $20,000 for this trip, and we're well on our way. Thank you so much for your giving. Thank you for partnering. And if this is your first time hearing about this, pray and ask God, what do you want me to give? How do you want me to partner with this? And you can also give to the building offer here anything any uh, special projects that we have going on around the church and that's what that's used for amen so let's recite this scripture together acts 20 35 anybody know it come on the lord jesus himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive let's pray heavenly father we thank you so much that you are faithful dear god that you always provide lord your word says that those who trust in you lack no good thing so i pray that people in this place would trust tremendously in you if they're struggling in finances and i pray for for a breakthrough dear god and i pray that we would be blessed to be a blessing and we would be obedient not just in our tithes lord but also in our offerings in jesus name we pray And everybody said, amen. Please come up as you give. Thank you.
Test one, two, one, two, amen. Woo! Amen, amen, amen. Welcome, 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 welcome. Look to your neighbor, just turn your head and just say, welcome. <laughs> Love it when you guys do things that I say because I have the mic. It's wonderful. Um, right now, this is our moment where we have a plan prepared, um, a talent presentation for you guys. Um, I'm sorry uh, to say, maybe to disappoint, we don't have Easter bunnies. Um, we don't have the horses, the chickens, and the peeps. But we do have some family portraits afterwards, so definitely come and hit that up. But um, what we decided to do this Easter, because generally Easter we come and we figure out, man, what would we like to do? It's, it's like the Super Bowl for church. Okay, everyone and their mama comes out for Easter. Okay, that's literally what happens. And we said, man, you know what? What can we do? Play, maybe. Bunnies, maybe. Free candy. Ah, that's cool. But we decided, you know what? Why don't we do something that gives God a glory in a way that the people, the church, somebody say you and me, right? Well, the church can use their gifts and their talents. See, didn't Jesus die for everyone and save everyone? And so all these wonderful, beautiful people with all these different talents, right? And so we have a special presentation for, for, for this morning, for Easter. And um, we're going to go ahead and get started. So please do me the kind favor, uh, a warm, warm welcome, and a actually standing ovation maybe for uh, the first, first presentation uh, is done by Pastor Susie and King's Kids. So King's Kids, come on. As they make their way up here. Yeah, we might. Amazing grace, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch, saved the wretch like me. I, I once was lost, once was lost, but now I'm found, blind, but now I see. So fill it up, fill it up, let it overflow. So fill it up, fill it up, let it overflow. So fill it up. Amazing grace, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch, like me. I once was lost, once was lost, but now I'm found. Lie, but now I see. So fill it up, fill it up, let it overflow. So fill it up, fill it up, let it overflow. So fill it up. Amazing grace, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the rain, saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, once was lost, but now I'm found. Blind, 
So fill it up, fill it up, let it overflow. So fill it up, fill it up, let it overflow. So fill it up, fill it up, let it overflow. Overflow with love. Hail Jesus, you're my Shaking 
in the name of Jesus, enemies defeated, and we will shout it out, shout it out. Come on, let's give it up one more time for King's Kids. So wonderful, amen. Thank you so much. You guys may be seated. That was so wonderful. I think I may be out of a job as a worship leader. Pretty sure they, <laughs> you see them next week, they have the guitar and everything. It's just great. Um, up next, wow, that was wonderful. Uh, what I'm going to do just for, uh, for the parents in the back that probably uh, have the seats, um, we're just going to have everyone uh, remain seated for the duration of the presentation because <laughs> there were some parents back there trying to like take pictures and just pretty much got people's heads and you know we, we, we love everybody and we know we're excited and so uh, moving forward we have uh, our very own Jerry Krause who will be doing a spoken word. So give it up for Jerry. Amen. God's good. For the glory of God alone, for the one who was and is and still sits on the throne, I want to tell you that I love you more. I mean, not more than you love me, for that's an impossibility. With arms stretched out, nails taken from me, scars I'm gonna see for eternity. I wanna tell you that I love you more, more than my sin, more than the battles that I fight within. No, no longer will I put you on the shelf next to the things I should do, next to the cans of unfulfilled desires and the boxes of empty inspiration. Yes, I breathe in and I breathe out and I can have physical inspiration and still lack a solid foundation. I love you more. More than the things that wish to hold and consume me, but more often call doom down upon me. For you said a man cannot serve two masters, for it will only cause disaster for the things you own and are boning you. It's true. See, I can't leave because all my stuff is here. And then I realize that the time is drawing near, and your call is so clear. Follow me. Things rust and turn to dust just like me. Someday I will decay, but you are my master. I choose you because you chose me first. You held me close and quenched my thirst. I love you more. More than the man that once lay beside me. I thought that he had all, f all for me. But when I met you, no one could compare. He could have everything from here to there, but without you, it means nothing. I love you more. More. I love you more than the party and the binging could bring, for I found out that they were the very things defining my containment. I love you more 
more than the glory and the glamour the stage could present because now I long for your smile, the one heaven sent. I love you more than my comfortability for the way you stretch me gives me more agility. For I could stay behind these four walls carefully hidden bete between the stalls, but your love propels me forward because I love you more than my sin. I long to be holy, to be pure deep within. I wanna be different among men, the one to stand out in a crowd, claiming and shouting aloud to the nations that you are beautiful and wonderful and holy, and I wanna be the one that declares it boldly. I love you more. Hey man, can we give her some snaps in this place? Come on, snaps, snaps, snaps. That was, that was very smooth. That was wonderful. If you've never been to a poetry slam, you can't really clap when people are doing that kind of stuff just because it's just kind of, oh, what's going on? So we snap. That's kind of like takes the form of clapping. And we're going to have another spoken word, so that way you guys, if you hear something you like, go ahead and praise the Lord. Uh, the next group that is going to be coming up is going to rep representing the single men's group. And, um, you know, we were joking around before Easter, like, man, what good thing, what can the single man group do that would be really awesome? Hot dog eating contest. <laughs> no, for real, for real. It's, it's really here. The hot dogs are prepared. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Even better than a hot dog eating contest, we got the smooth sounds of Chris and Ishmael. So give one round of applause for Chris. And Ishmael. Okay, I probably should face you guys. All right, before we do this song, I just want to let you guys know uh, we wrote this song. I wrote this song uh, four about three or four years ago, around the time when I first got saved. Um, I lost everything, and it was around the time when P. Joe actually uh, took me in because of where I was standing was really bad. He took me in in the uh, guys' dorm, and uh, I had no job, I had nothing, I had no money. Uh, I was pretty much a messed up case, uh, but. Uh, in that time, I felt the closest to the Lord, you know, because, you know, I, I, those when I was able to hear the Lord speak the most because I had no plans, you know. So uh, I just want to uh, just sing this for you guys and hopefully help be, please give me grace because I mess these words up all the time. So please help me. <laughs> all right. One, two, three, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wake up early on a Monday morning, embraced by Chicago sunlight. With nothing but a dollar in a ripped up wallet, not sure what his day might leave. Sit at the table, go ahead and say a prayer, cause I know it gets better somehow. The world's in a hurry, I'm not one to worry, cause somehow I still believe. 
And when the sun goes down, you're still here with me. And after all I've found, I'm right where I want to be. And all the time I've spent in the darkness on my own, I'm not alone any longer. When I hear you speak, and now I know you're with me, you're with me, you're with me. And now I know you're with me, you're with me, you're with me. Look around as I walk downtown with nothing but a bag and a resume. And it's the replay of all my mistakes. Got me thinking to myself, how did things get this way? And in an instance, off in the distance, I hear a voice so heavenly. Before a single take could fall down my face, that's the moment when I heard you say, when the sun goes down, you're still here with me. And after all I found, I'm right where I want to be. The time I've spent in the darkness on my own, I'm not alone any longer. When I hear you speak, and now I know you're with me, you're with me. You're with me, and now I know you're with me. You're with me, you're with me. Now I know you're with me. You're with me, you're with me. And now I know you're with me. You're with me, you're with me. It doesn't matter what the world might say. They can name me or call me crazy. And you can take it on a day, cause your love is all I see. Wherever you go, I follow. Let the daylight know tomorrow. I'm giving away all this sorrow. I never felt such peace. Oh, never felt it so. No, I never felt it so. Come on. So when the sun goes down, see you're still in with me. And after all I found, I'm right where I wanna be. And when the time I spent in the darkness on my own, I'm not alone any longer. When I hear you speak, and now I know you're with me. You're with me, you're with me. See, now I know you're with me. You're with me, you're with me. And now I know you're with me. You're with me, you're with me. And now I know you're with me. You're with me, you're with me. Come on, come on, let's give it up, give it up. Wow. All I can say is, watch out, Kirk Franklin. <laughs> Chris, immediately after the talent show, will be signing CDs in the back, so if you want autographs, and that was wonderful. One more time for Chris, that was... <laughs> Man, made me want to cry for no reason. Amen. The next presentation that we have is another spoken word uh, by some of the youth here in the church and a rap. So I'm just going to present them in one group uh, as they come on up, as they prepare and get ready uh, for the spoken word. That's when the snaps come back out. So go ahead and snap and, you know, <laughs> just don't snap like, oh, we're just snapping. And even when the rap, when someone, um, our brother Julian is going to be coming up and doing a rap, you guys can get into it. You guys can go ahead and move. It's kind of like what the music does to you. So feel free. So we're going to start off with first Ulysses Munoz. Give it up for Ulysses as he comes up with a spoken word.
What's up, y'all? My name is Yuli. Um, this, this spoken word uh, specifically talks about Satan and how he takes over our lives and how God comes down and snatches us out. So, hope y'all like it. <clears throat> he was crowned as the most beautiful of all, but his pride was in her flaw and God set him apart. With an endless rage and a plan to disgrace our salvation, he aborts innocence like an unborn flesh in every generation. His evil can devour the roots of your head. With such sweetness filled in sin, but it'll doom you to the end. With such sweetness filled in sin, but it'll doom you to the end. His anger scourges when we seek freedom from the cage. And when our hearts become new by God's flame, we are exalted by his love and spirit of grace. You see horns rise from his forehead. He disguised as beauty even as a broke man. And yes, I'm exposing his evil in the spoken rap. I've been rebuking this ever since I escaped his bloody ramp. I have no fear for his wicked schemes. I'll shout like a lion, it's a deadly scream. Stop ingesting this false love and you'll be set free. My hope remains with the one who snatched me out clean. I used to be such a fool, such a fool that didn't know what to choose. But the grace of God lifted me up and I had no clue. And that's why I'm up here to worship you, Lord. You took me out of mischief, therefore I am bored. These words are empowered by my testimony. And I guarantee you, man, I ain't no phony. Let's stand up and intercede in prayer. I want y'all to see that only he is greater. I have 116, well engraved in my heart. It's clean, keeping the devil apart. Lord, you are exalted. I got no shame to admit it. But society disgraces you, and I know it's pity. I may not be the only one with the dream of peace. Our nation exalts hostility. Oh, God, help them, please. But I'm trying to keep these young minds from being victims in streets by proclaiming the gospel in their hearts because it's what they need. Only grace can fill such violent wounds, and beauty will expose like a violet blooms. I'm up here without the slightest fear or reservation to say that our city has become a ghetto deprivation. The young minds are heavily involved in segregations, and it's because they're imposed in evil demonstrations. I always say that tomorrow's never guaranteed, but listen up, if you drift away from sin now, you will be set free. Thank you. You get some snaps for that. Yes, sir. Yes, you do. Up next, we have following uh, Julian Sanchez. Is it Sanchez? Sanchez. Come on. Give it up for Julian Sanchez. How's everybody doing today? All right. I'm going to spit a little something for y'all. <laughs> Drop it. Look. We have all authority in Christ Jesus. And we need to exercise our right as such. Let's tell them. Ah. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. You better rep it right. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. You better rep it right. For his glory. Yeah, I'm about it right. I used to be a heathen. Living through the strife. But I had to change. I didn't really have a purpose. So I came to God and learned I only scratched the surface So I started digging deep into his majesty That's when he taught me how to be the man I'm supposed to be But I still fell and stumbled So I hit the ground and crumbled And cried the Lord, my God, teach me to be humble That's when I got the revy And it was surely heavy He told me that we in the war So be always ready And he was really right Cause every day we fight That's why we need to praise him through the day and night We wear the badge of Christ We wear the badge of Christ 
you better wreck it right. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. You better wreck it right. Put on the uniform and do not conform to the ways of the world, cause it's not the norm. Look up to be more and to profess his name. Because salvation and eternity is not a game. Hell's a real place and it's not appealing. People joke as if they know, but they won't like the feeling. Up in the fire, nah, I don't wanna go. I'd rather stay up in the shine, enjoy the snow. That's why we need to go and be evangelists. Check every corner of the world off of a list. Cause hearts are hard and God is mocked. Out of the minds, yeah, they keep them locked. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. You better rep it right. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. You better rep it right. Not by deeds, but by faith. Not from man, but by his grace. So when you stand in face to face with the king of kings, you know your place. Yeah, get it straight. You know you need him. So repent and turn away from that old sin. Now it's not too late to turn back and have faith like a child in the Lord's lap. He is the king, a.k.a. Yahweh. And if you tell me that I'm wrong, I tell you not away. And don't sell it for you, buy it for my Lord. I'm never quiet and I can't be. Even if I can't see, you best believe I'll stand. Cause with my God, it was always planned. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. You better rep it right. We wear the badge of Christ. We wear the badge of Christ. You better rep it right. Yeah. Ha. We wear the badge of Christ. Yeah. I said, we wear the badge of Christ. 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 You better rep it right. 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 Uh, and I praise him to the last light. And I praise him to the last light. Uh, and I praise him to the rest light. Uh, and I praise him to the rest light. Now go. Amen. Wow. If you didn't know how to dance before that song, you do now. It's just everybody's like, oh, what is this movement? It must be Jesus. <laughs> yes, he is risen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, one more time for Julian. Amen. That was wonderful. Amen. Good job, brother. Amen. Up next, we have the sounds of Africa. We have the heartbeat of heaven coming to you next, performing with their drum ensemble. Give it up for Rudy and Lawrence. Come on, give it up, give it up, give it up.
Amen, amen, come on, give him a round of applause. Wonderful, amen. You done seen it all here, amen. You don't even have to go on a mission ship. If you were a part of this, you listened to this, you were in Africa. You felt it, amen. We have, last but not least, come to the end of our talent presentation. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we've hoped you were blessed. We're just being reminded that these are all people that Jesus came and saved. Amen. And these are their talents and their gifts that they're given to Jesus. Amen. So that's just beautiful. We're going to close it off um, with a presentation, a song um, by Vinny and Desiree. So as they make their way on up. Go ahead and give him a nice welcome.
Awesome. Let's give it up for all the talent today. Amen. Praise God. We're so happy that you're here. My name's Pastor Joe. I want to ask my wife, the one and only Nancy Wodostik, to come forward. Amen. Our talent is making babies. And this is number four right here. We're going for a dozen, so keep us in your prayers. You know, God spoke to us for this Easter celebration to give it to the congregation. God told us, let the people do it for the glory of God. So I am so excited to announce in just a moment, one of our spiritual sons is going to be preaching to you the service. So please don't go anywhere. He's going to preach about 15 minutes, so it won't be very long. And then we'll have the pictures afterwards. But I want to put up on the screen 1 Corinthians 10.31. And if you have your Bible, would you turn there with me, please? Because my wife and I's desire as a pastor of this church, serving together as one, is to really just love God and love people. And I hope today you felt that. I hope that you can come back to one of the awesome things that we're doing. I mean, the youth group, they're rapping all the time, young people. And uh, the young adults, they're eating hot dogs and making smooth jams. You know, so Chris will teach you how to get married by singing smooth jams because he's one of the leaders in Ishmael wearing that lounge uh, jacket today. That was awesome with the collar out and everything, popping that collar, baby. And then single mom's life group, just, you know, Desiree's part of that life group, singing her heart out just a few moments ago. You can join that life group. Or the married couples, you know, you can go out on a date night with your wife. So there's so many things to get involved with. Look at this scripture, 1 Corinthians 10.31. And I'm going to have my beautiful wife read it. Would you read it for us, please? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Come on. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. That means right on, so be it. That's why we say amen. So say amen again. Come on. Amen. Now we're going to all read it with my wife on the count of three. One, two, three. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So when I kiss my wife. I just did that for the glory of God. Amen. I, I just did that for the glory of God. Now slap your neighbor high five for the glory of God. Amen. Today, as you eat, eat for the glory of God. Hallelujah. As you go to work Monday, do it for the glory of God. As you go to school, young people and those going back to school, do it for what? The glory of God. Moms and dads, as you're raising your kids, do it what? For the glory of God. Young people, obey your parents and do good in school and grow up to be strong. Why? For the glory of God. Show up next Sunday. Let's pack it out next Sunday. Why? For the glory of God. Let's put the right people in political office. Why? For the glory of God. Amen. Everybody say, for the glory of God. Amen. Now I'll just pray. Would you bow your head and close your eyes as we get ready for the word as Pastor Jared comes. Father, we thank you for this awesome time. It's been so much fun. Before we close out today, Lord, we're going to hear from your word, very clearly a message about the glory of God, how we all can apply it. I pray that it will be a part of our lives and it will forever impact us and bless all that we do today for your glory. In Jesus' name, can everybody say amen? For the glory of God. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I want to get right into the word. I want to open up with a question. You've probably heard this question before. Maybe you've seen it on a bumper sticker. What would Jesus do? Come on. That is more than a cliche. There's a point to it. The point is Jesus Christ was the most normal Christian. And so the more we're like Jesus, the more normal we are. The more we're 
not like Jesus, the more abnormal we are, the more weirdy we are, actually. So when you see people loving God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, they're not the weirdies. You're the weirdy. Help us, Lord. Jesus was one of the most accomplished and influential people in all of world history. And we Christians believe he was the Son of God, the Holy and Righteous One, the Sinless One. So in any given scenario, we believe Jesus would do the right thing. Amen? And Jesus' consuming passion, the guiding principle which governed his whole life, was not money or success or popularity, but he was consumed with the glory and will of his heavenly Father. And we as Christians, Christ followers, Christ imitators, need to follow that example. Let's look at that word glory together. If we have our blog notes up, please. Let's look at that word glory. And we're going to base our definition on the scriptures. The New Testament was written in what language? Thank you, Bible scholars. It was written in Greek. And the word there is doxa, D-O-X-A. In the Bible, it refers to honor, praise, or reputation. In other contexts, it refers to greatness, riches, and majestic splendor. And then, I don't have time to unpack this, but the glory of God is described as a substance, a weighty and luminous and beautiful, glorious substance that, that permeates from the presence of God. So if I live for the glory of God, it means I live to spread his honor and to bring him praise in the earth. If I live for the glory of God, it means I live not for money, not for pleasure, not for these other things, but my reward is to experience his glory in this life and the life to come. Amen. Let's look at our text here, John 12, 27 through 28. Jesus is speaking. This is what is called Palm Sunday uh, uh, when Jesus rides into Jerusalem on the first day of Passover, people singing Hosanna to him, praising him because they believe he is the king of Israel and all eyes are on Jesus. And Jesus says these words as everyone is listening. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. This is going to bring us to our outline. So Jesus is saying, I've come to this hour, referring to his death and resurrection. And he says, I'm not shrinking back from this hour. I've come for this hour, and the Father will be glorified in this hour. He prays, Father, glorify your name. The voice resounds back, I have glorified it, referring to the things Jesus had done prior, and I will glorify it again, referring to the death and resurrection. Y'all with me? This leads us to believe that Jesus lived for the glory of God, Jesus died for the glory of God, and Jesus rose for the glory of God. Can I get an amen? Jesus lived for the glory of God. I'll give you these points rather quickly. Three ways that Jesus lived for the glory of God. Number one, Jesus submitted to and obeyed God in every matter. There's one place in the Bible Jesus says to his critics, I do not receive glory from men. Now, he doesn't mean you shouldn't worship Jesus. What he's saying to his critics is, I'm here to do what God sent me to do, whether you like it or not. I don't need your approval. I need my father's approval. I'm here to do his will. And this is easily a transferable concept. What has God put you on earth here to do? And in every matter, you should consider, just as Jesus, he says, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. In every matter, we should consider, is it right? Is it godly? Does it please the Father? Does it honor God? Is it in line with the scriptures? And so on. That was what governed Jesus' life. 
uninhibited obedience to God. And that is why, by the way, he was sinless. Because when you disobey God, you sin. Second thing, Jesus displayed God's power through mighty miracles. This needs little description. The New Testament is full of references of Jesus healing multitudes. Displaying God's mighty power over sickness, even over nature. It says the wind and the waves obey him over the forces of darkness because man in himself has no power over the devil. Yet Jesus rebuked demons with authority and they fleed. And so he displayed God's mighty power over sickness, nature, Satan, and even death itself by raising the dead. The third thing, Jesus fully revealed God's heart and character to the world. John 14, 9, Jesus says something so powerful, so simple. Hear this. If anyone has seen me, they have seen the Father. Let me put it to you another way. If you have seen Jesus, you have seen God. Or I'll put it like this. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. And I want to say this plainly. If anyone here is on the fence, you may and may not believe in Jesus. God does not want anyone here to be agnostic. Agnostic means no knowledge. It assumes that God can't be known, that it's just a mystery. Therefore, no religion can be right. No one can have all the answers. But God can be known. God wants to be known. God went, came to earth so that he could be known. And Jesus fully displays the character of Almighty God. So you see the compassion of him as he heals the sick, as he touches the lepers, as he touched a woman with, with a, a, a flow of blood, as it says, which was a menstrual cycle. It made her unclean. No one else would touch her. She was an outcast. And God came to her. He was known for hanging around with tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners. And this is good news for us because you might think with some of the things you've done, I can't come to God. But in Jesus, it reflects that God is coming to you, that God reaches out to you. So you like that prostitute. You may have done something sexually which you find dirty and you're ashamed of. But God is coming to you. We don't have tax collectors per se. But let's say you've done something wicked for the sake of money. And you feel, I can't come to God with what I've done. In Christ, it shows the, the character of God. That God is coming to you. That God is reaching out. It just shows how far God will go to reach a lost and hurting world. God can be known. God wants you to know him in Jesus. The Bible says of Jesus, in the beginning was the word, Jesus. The word was with God. The word was God. And then it says the word became flesh. The word, Jesus, God, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And he grew up like any child would. And he ate like anyone would. And he, as a man, he worked as anyone would. And at the appointed time, he entered into ministry and he healed us, not from a cloud, not shouting oracles from the sky, but face to face touching us and healing us and blessing us. But inevitably he was rejected by us and killed by us and for us. And that was for the glory of God. It brings me to my next point. Jesus died for the glory of God. Now I want to say this. The cross was not glamorous, but it sure was glorious. When Jesus died, it was a lonely experience all of his disciples forsook him. All of the multitudes that followed him in life, he had only a handful of people in death. And Jesus was hanging there dying. I don't know if you've ever seen someone die. It's not, it's not like Hollywood. When you see someone, oh, you see that guy get blown up, that's awesome. 
When you, when you see death and pain and suffering face to face, it shocks you and it shakes you to the core. And Jesus didn't just die in the passion of the Christ. He died in real life. And it's as painful as anyone's death, even more so. And if you try to tell someone that Jesus' death as a means of sal- is, is a means of salvation, it's considered foolishness to this world. The Bible says the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, and it is to the glory of God. Is it any wonder that generations and people all over the world have sang of the cross? They sang songs about the cross. We sang some today. We've been in awe of the cross. We wept at the cross. We've been humbled at the cross. We've rejoiced at the cross. We found life-changing power at the cross. So the world may have found it foolishness, and the event itself was a painful thing Jesus had to go through, but it was for power to save us, and it was for God's glory. Here's three ways he died. God's judgment of sin was revealed. Think of this. There's two judgment days. There's the white throne judgment, Everyone will stand there. You may be familiar with this concept. That's where people go to the lake of fire or or to God's kingdom. And then there's Calvary. And there's two people in the whole universe that could pay for your sins. You or Jesus. You see, God loves the world, but he can't just arbitrarily forgive everyone because he's so nice. He must punish everyone's evil. The saying God loves and forgives all is erroneous because if I say Hitler, then you know he doesn't forgive all because he doesn't forgive one. God must punish every act of evil. We expect in a world gone right that evil is punished, good is rewarded. Why expect less from God? The problem is if God punishes Hitler's evil, then he has to punish our evil. And so love and justice meet at the cross so that justice is served for his loved ones. So Jared Walker, that old pervert, that old drunkard, that old rebel, he died. I have been crucified with Christ. My sins have been judged at the cross. There's two people that can die for your sins. Jesus at the cross or you in the lake of fire. Your choice. You accept the gift or reject it. But God's justice is on display and he's glorified in the cross. Second thing, his victory over Satan was revealed. Jesus said the prince of this world would be driven out at the cross. When we sin, we separate ourselves from God, from the blessing, favor, and protection of God, and so on. And we leave ourselves susceptible to the devil, to be pimped, if you will, by the devil, spiritually, to do his will. And he steals and kills and destroys, and he'll use you to steal, kill, and destroy. And we are powerless to resist him. Why? Because we're separate from the Lord. When Jesus pays for our sins, he serves the sentence and solves the separation problem that we had. He closes the chasm between us and God. So we're in the blessing of God. We're in the favor and protection of God and have power to resist the devil and not do his will any longer. Third, God's plan for the world was revealed. Jesus says, when I am lifted up, I will draw all people to me. In the context of that saying, he means all nations of people. Not just the Jews. Do we have any Jews in here? How many non-Jews do we have in here? Raise your hand if you're not Jewish. Just like everybody. Thank God for Jesus. That God is the God of all nations. And at the cross, a plan was initiated to make disciples of all nations. That the God of the universe would be made known to all nations through the Jewish Messiah. 
I got to go to my last point. Jesus rose for the glory of God. Three ways Jesus glorified God in the resurrection. Number one, Jesus returned to his father's side. There's the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The three are one. And Jesus lived in heaven with the Father and the Holy Ghost. And he came to earth. For 33 years, the Father and Son were separated. Jesus prays in John 17, 5, The time has come. Now restore me to the glory you and I had before the world began. And so when Jesus resurrects and ascends to the right hand of the Father, it's like, reunited and it feels so good. Listen, there was like, a, I would imagine there had to be some separation anxiety. Jesus being away from the Father. You know what I'm saying? And we experience that on earth because we want to be close to God, but a lot of stuff gets in the way, doesn't it? And so Jesus, I'm sure he had a rich time of communion on earth, and we can have a rich time of communion with God, but it was incomplete. When he came back to the Father, it was complete. If I could get someone on the keys. Jesus returned to the Father's side. Number two, Jesus restored immortality to the human race. This is a very weighty teaching. But we're in a world gone wrong. And we're not what we are meant to be. And the world is not what it was made for. We're in a world of sin, suffering, death, and corruption. And it's on account of our, of our sin, of our evil, that we turned our backs on God collectively and individually. And it brought death into the world and sickness and chaos and pain and so on. And the Bible says that Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. And the Bible says that if we have been crucified with Christ, as I described, we will be raised with him as well. And the Bible says that when we see Jesus in the resurrection, we will be like Jesus. The Bible teaches that there will be a resurrection of all people, some to judgment, but others for glory. We were made for glory. Now, some of you might be saying, well, that's great, preacher. That's real pie in the sky, but I need some ham where I am. You're telling me that someday Jesus is just going to come along and make everything better, right? Meanwhile, who's feeding my kids? Who's, who's taking care of stuff in the world? We got to take care of stuff in the world, don't we? So preacher, you, you can believe that if you want to. If that gives you hope, that's, that's fine with me. But I, I got to take care of the real stuff. Come on. You ever think like that? I want to dis display to you the relevance of, that, of the resurrection. Scroll down to that quote at the bottom, please. Our need for the resurrection. This is from Frank DiMacchia, who wrote a book on the Trinity. He says, interestingly, many in our society who might scoff at the idea of salvation, spend enormous amounts of money and time seeking their own version of it. We build huge armies and defense systems to protect ourselves from death at the hands of foreign enemies, not to mention billions of dollars on crime prevention and homeland security to protect ourselves from local threats. We spend billions on scientific and pseudoscientific efforts to prolong life and to reduce the effects of aging. We spend billions on space exploration fueled in part by the idea that other planets might one day provide a refuge if our planet becomes for some reason uninhabitable. We spend billions on various forms of therapy in hopes that we can bring peace to our troubled souls and mend 
are broken and graceless relationships. Self-help books are national sellers. Let's pause on that. If you could all stand with me. There's something. You, you may not realize it, but you want resurrection life. You may not realize it, but you need resurrection life. You may not realize it, but the thing you're after in all these various pursuits that were described is resurrection life. The human quest for personal welfare and even immortality is as old as the human race. At least some of these efforts are necessary and noble, but what astounds me is the vigor and passion that is extended towards some form of deliverance from death, guilt, gracelessness, meaninglessness could it be that the quest for some sort of salvation is not so nonsensical or funny after all could it be that there is something inside of us that yearns for what Christ has to offer isn't that what your heart burns for people out there looking for love in all the wrong places People out there trying to stay young, trying to stay healthy, trying to make money, trying to establish themselves, trying to validate their existence by some success, by some sort of effort to say, I'm a good person, I'm this or that. I want to read on. With, with your head bowed, your eyes closed, listen with your hearts. The human quest for welfare, peace, and even immortality reflects something profound that humans seem to into it. Human beings feel the weight of sin and death and intuitively try to shed it like an old coat. The problem is that we cannot get rid of these things. They hold us captive because they permeate creation. We delude ourselves if we can think we can shed them with our own power. There is desire to shed them, however, in some sense noble, since it shows that we are not made for these things. Amen? We are not made for sin and death. We are not made for corruption. We're not made for crime. We're not made for war. We're not made for disease. We're made for glory with God. And that's the hunger of every human heart. And Jesus is the only one who offers it through his death and his resurrection. The Bible says he brings life and light to immortality through the gospel. Friends, we're gonna, I want the altar workers up. And we're going to pray in a few moments. Somebody come up, altar workers, please. We're going to pray in a few moments. When we start to pray, you can dismiss. Go be with your families. Take pictures. If you want to pray, if you want to worship, you can do so. I want to call some of you up and challenge some of you who maybe see your need for resurrection life this morning. You see that the things that you're after, it's a shadow. Jesus said to a woman, he said, he was at a well. He says, if you drink this water, you'll be thirsty again. If you drink the water I give you, you'll never thirst again. You need water to live, right? But how many know you can't just drink one bottle of water and be done for life? You're eventually going to need more. And as much as you drink water, you're still going to die. And so the, the principle is water is a temporary thing, but it's not the eternal thing. It's not the, the actual thing. 
Jesus says, I offer the actual thing. He says, you will live forever. And all the things that we go for to fix our relationships, to improve our health and so on and gain education, it helps some things, some ways, some of the time. While the rest of the world is messed up, Jesus says, I offer real answers. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to call some of you up. If you need resurrection life, if, if this is, you're, you're, you're on the fence about Jesus, you may be a non-practicing Christian, like you say, I believe Jesus, but you're living in sin. God wants you to repent of that. God wants you to turn from your evil ways and live for him. If you love Jesus and love sin at the same time, that makes you a hypocrite. Amen? So if you need to repent of your evil ways, you could come up to these prayer workers. And if you're someone who's on the fence about Jesus, you could come up and, and they'll pray with you. If you know you need resurrection life, we'll pray for you. And then the second group of us, and that brings me to my last point, that Jesus reaped eternal praise to God. The Bible says that because Jesus humbled himself to death, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that's someday that will be true for all of us, whether we like it or not. We will bow our knee to the Lord Jesus but I think for some of you, you're already in that place. I love Jesus. How many love Jesus? How many call Jesus their Lord? And, and so if you just want to love on Jesus, you can, you can uh, worship with us as we exalt him and, and call him Lord. But for the rest of you, I, I exhort you as I pray, Father, in Jesus' name. We just want to live for your glory. We want to do your will here on the earth. We want to do the thing that you put us here for. And we don't want to do anything else beside that. We want our families, our relationships, our jobs, our education, our talents, our time, everything to bring you glory. We want to be like Jesus. We want to experience your glory here on earth. And we want to be with you in glory in your kingdom. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for resurrection life. Friend, if you need Jesus, if you need to respond to this message, come up in one of these altar workers, men with men, women with women. We can come up and just pray. The rest of you, you can worship Jesus and call him Lord and honor him. Don't wait for the day. Praise him today. Amen. God bless you. The rest of you are dismissed if you be like. For heaven is Jesus, I want to hear voices of angels above, singing as one, hallelujah, holy, holy, God. One of your voices, sing this out in closing. Who is worthy? None beside me. God Almighty, great. Verse. 